0: Maul couldn't have been prouder. When he looked across the command room of his secret shadow collective base, cunningly carved into the side of a featureless asteroid in uncharted space, he had every reason to feel that way. On their knees, and bound by their wrists, two of the most powerful lightsaber duelists in the galaxy, Count Dooku and General Grievous, were his captives. And they made quite a pathetic pair. Perhaps his victory over Sidious's highest ranking generals would finally teach Maul's former master a lesson, Maul wasn't someone who you should carelessly talk to the side. It had only been a few days since Maul had drawn Grievous and Dooku into a treacherous battle upon the surface of Ord Mantel, devastating the Separatist army in the process. With the momentum of victory pushing him forward, Maul tried to gain more and more ground, hailing Palpatine in order to negotiate the release of his prisoners. Your schemes are unraveling, Sidious, the Dothamirian said, as he convened a private meeting with Darth Sidious over Holo Projector. The Sith Master, always calm and collected, didn't seem to be bothered by by the unfortunate turn of events, although concealing his emotions was something that Sidious practiced quite a bit. Maul couldn't help but notice that the brim of Palpatine's cloak cast an especially dark shadow over the Sith's eyes, and the projector's blue hue only made it harder for the shadow collective boss to decipher the small movements in his former master's face. Maul needed a sign, a twitch, an involuntary shudder, anything that would betray Palpatine's true feelings. Without your generals, your armies will be crushed, as will your plans, Maul continued, relishing the notion that he actually took something of value from Palpatine, and the irony that Maul held Sidious's new apprentice, Count Dooku, wasn't lost on the death of So much for finding a stronger replacement. That only proves their weakness, not my own, Palpatine said in response, his voice never rising above the calm, low tenor that his former apprentice knew so well. What are your demands? Although Palpatine maintained a cool exterior, he would prefer if his new apprentice, the very being in charge of the Separatist movement, didn't die before he had a chance to use the aging former Jedi to its full extent, Maul took Sidious's words as permission that he could push further. And excited by the prospect of Palpatine begging, Maul theatrically curled his hand into a fist before replying, "Not my demands, Mother Talzin's. Yes, you remember the mother." Maul growled as he inched closer and closer to the holo projector. She was your ally, but you used her and you used me before throwing us both away. Rejection. Abandonment. Maul's old wounds seemed to get in the way of his own success. Even when he had Palpatine's most powerful generals on their knees, only a quick swing of his Darksaber away from death. Maul couldn't keep his mind on his goal. Kill them. Palpatine commanded, unwilling to waste another minute listening to Maul's whining. I have no more use for either one of them. Maybe it was true. Maybe Sidious preferred if they were dead. If Maul actually managed to plunge his Darksaber into Duke Dooku or Grievous, it would only prove Palpatine's point, that they were too weak to serve the Sith. Retrieving the darksaber hilt from his waist, Maul quickly pressed a button on its side, ignited the blade, and placed it inches from Dooku's throat. So be it, since new apprentices are apparently so easy to find. Again, Maul let the same hang-up spoil the opportunity for Mother Talzin, and Maul's own shadow collective to get the most out of the negotiations. Tread lightly, Maul. Revenge is a dangerous game when you never seem to win. Palpatine warned. Then suddenly, clicked the broadcasting dial on his holoprojector device off. As Maul turned to face his prisoners, weighing what fate he should dole out, a group of Jedi commanders met aboard a Republic Venator-class Star Destroyer, less than a light year away. This confirms our intel from the Mandalore Resistance that the alliance between Prime Minister Almec and the Underworld is still intact. Mace Windu, Master of the Order, said through grim eyes as he looked at the object in fellow Master Aelis Secura's hands. The blue-skinned Twi'lek, who had won fame in the First Battle of Genosis, held a red Death Watch helmet, a sign that the worst was yet to come. As the Jedi moved to a hologram map of the local star system, Obi-Wan Kenobi twirled their planet's orbit around until he revealed the underside of a nearby asteroid belt. Mole could be lurking in the shadows there, Kenobi stated. Realizing what they had to do, the four Jedi, Sakura Windu Kenobi, and the Mikian master known as Tipley looked at each other, sharing a somber moment. After a heavy sigh, Kenobi broke the silence. Master Tipley and I will investigate that outpost and see what comes scurrying out when we shine a light on it. Back at the Shadow Collective base, deep within the side of an otherwise unremarkable asteroid, Maul deactivated his lightsaber. With a quick command, he ordered his troops to escort Grievous to a holding cell, until Maul could figure out a way to use the Separatist Commander for his own purposes. That left the Dathomirian alone with Count Dooku. Another chance for the Sith Acolytes to talk. I left you here to make you an offer, Maul stated as he stood in front of the transparent windows of his den, looking at the smaller fragments of asteroids and iron ore float by in parallel lines. You abandoned the Jedi when you understood the Sith were gaining power. Now I suggest you abandon Sidious and serve me." There it was. Maul's personal grudge against Sidious knew no boundaries. In order to get revenge against his former master, he was willing to team up with one of the beings he hated most in the galaxy, his replacement and a former high-ranking Jedi. Even though Mother Talzin undoubtedly ordered Maul to try and seduce Dooku to their cause, Maul's focus was falling ever closer to exacting his own revenge. Do you really believe there is any power in the galaxy that can stand against my lord? What hope will you have? Dooku responded, remembering the raw power Sidious had demonstrated time and time again, and well aware that no number of Sith or Jedi could possibly defeat him. Sensing that his words alone wouldn't be enough to bring Qui-Gon Jinn's former master to his cause, Maul allowed his body to once again become a vessel for Mother Talzin. Green smoke filled the room, curling around Dooku's tall form, until Mother Talzin finally emerged. Sidious is deceiving you. You, as he once deceived me, she warned, hovering weightlessly above the cold steel floor of the asteroid base. Sidious will betray you, as he betrayed us, but I will honor our alliance, should you accept it. As the powerful night Sister waited for Dooku's answer, an alarm rang through the base. My lord, we... We have incoming Republic ships, a breathless Mandalorian trooper said as he sprinted to Maul, interrupting the private meeting between the Sith. Lock their transmission before they can scan us, Maul ordered, annoyed that Dooku wouldn't have time to answer. Noticing that his master now held a lightsaber hilt in his hand, the Mandalorian hesitated before telling Maul the next bit of bad news. With a deep gulp, the infantrymen forcibly spurted it out. It's too late for that. They already know that we're here. As Maul's mind raced with all the ways the upcoming battle against Republic troops might unfold, Dooku took the chance to release Grievous from his cell. The Sith apprentice was handcuffed, but he still could use the force, so he telekinetically pressed a small red button on the command console across the room, and deep beneath them, in the inner cavities of the asteroid, the general cell door opened. As Grievous tore through the Mandalorian guards on the lower levels, staining his white armor red with their blood, an incoming Republic fleet jumped into the dangerous space above the Shadow Collective base. Maul responded by unleashing several wings of gauntlet fighters, but they failed to down the most important ship, Obi-Wan's transport. Barreling past a final volley of enemy fire, Kenobi's box-shaped LAAT landed in the asteroid's hangar with a thud, and both he and Master Tipley wasted no time. They ignited their blue lightsabers and leapt into battle, as dozens of clone troopers ran to join them elsewhere. Dooku still hadn't offered his reply to Maul's, hoping to gain some leverage in the situation instead the count realized the dathamirian might need his help Let us go kill some Jedi, together. Without a word, Maul agreed, and used Dooku's confiscated red lightsaber to break the Sith apprentice's handcuffs. Soon, the pair descended to the lower levels of the base, and interrupted the one-sided fight Obi-Wan and Master Tipley were waging against the Mandalorian Death Watch. Quickly, all four Force users squared off, Obi-Wan and Tipley on one side, Dooku and Maul on the other. Dooku was once among the most powerful members of the Jedi Order, and now that he had turned to the Sith, his powers had only doubled. For all of Kenobi and Tipley's bravery, they simply weren't strong enough to defend against the combined power of Darth Sidious's two greatest apprentices. As smoke continued to fill the hangar, the glow of the four lightsabers hummed louder and louder. But before a first blow could be struck, a powerful voice boomed from behind a wrecked lander. This has gone far enough, Dooku. Master Windu had arrived. Joined by Master Sakura. the fight now favored the Jedi. Or did it? Unwilling to wait any longer, Dooku quickly quickly reached his left hand into the air and released a STORM of force lightning onto the Jedi. Kenobi and Tipley barely had enough time to reposition their lightsabers to deflect the blow. Although their blades absorbed most of the attack, a fraction of the painful electrical pulses transferred from the hilt of their weapons into their bodies. On the other side, Maul simultaneously swung his dark saber at Windu's legs while delivering a devastating kick to Aayla Secura with his cyborg-enhanced legs. The the fight was pure chaos, and of course chaos favors the Sith. Realizing force lightning wasn't enough to kill his opponent, Stuku used the force to pull Master Tipley towards himself. Come here little Jedi, I have something to show you, and with a quick turn of his wrist he plunged his cruising blade into her belly. Master Tipley! Kenobi shouted, tears cascading down the side of his face. Another Jedi dead. Another life senselessly snuffed out in a war that didn't seem to value life at all. As Kenobi struggled to keep the grief swelling within his his body from overwhelming his senses, a pair of Mandalorian soldiers prepared a rocket launcher on the edge of the battlefield. The missile screamed across the hangar, exploding right in front of Mace Windu and Sakura, knocking both masters unconscious. Cradling Master Tipley's lifeless body in his arms, Kenobi ordered a group of clone troopers to apprehend Maul and Dooku. They're heading for the gauntlets! Don't let them escape! But with the Republic forces in disarray, the Sith didn't feel any urgency. The pair quickly boarded one of the Mandalorian fighters and headed to Dathomir, where Mother Talzin would know what to do. They left behind a dead Jedi Master and nearly killed Mace Windu and Aayla Secura as well. A dark day of tragic losses for the Order and the Republic which it served. Hope you guys enjoyed issue number three of Son of Dathomir. This is an amazing comic book series. I highly recommend you go pick it up yourself and check out the artwork. It's uh, really beautiful in person. Hopefully we get this in a spin-off show someday or as a like six-episode arc or ten-episode arc or something. I'd love to that's streamable or even as a movie. Hope you enjoyed today's comic video. Please leave a like if you did, and I will see you in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you always.